What's up, guys? I'm Chelsea Hernandez, music editor at Swagger RS, and you're now tuned into my podcast, Time Out, where I have conversations with music related subjects about their workings in music. Hey, y'all, this is Chelsea Hernandez, and you are, well, tuned in, listening to or watching the, um, oh my God, sorry. I completely forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, this is time over. Swagger RS. No, it's fine. <laughs> All right. Keep it going. This is time out with Swagger RS. And we have a special guest, rapper and singer, and just all around really great creative person, Black Honey. How are you? All right. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So, how have things been for you since? The pandemic like were you in college or like were you just working working on like music how how was that so um i was at the end of my senior year when the pandemic started and so i pretty much finished up classes for the last couple of weeks at home and then was in quarantine back in uh south florida and miami um and over that time over the pandemic i got my pilot's license and so that's why i was spending kind of like the majority of my days doing was like flying around south florida doing lessons taking oh flying exams, things like that. Um, and then outside of that, I was working on a bunch of music. So I knocked out like, I want to say like 30 songs over the pandemic that have been every single week up uh, till the end of next June or this June. Um, and post pandemic, I guess we're still in it, but at the end of my pandemic in Florida, I moved to Nashville to give myself one year to work on music. Um, and so I gave myself a deadline that if I uh, can, achieve some kind of big success by November, I give myself another year to keep working on it. Okay. So like, what would be your idea of like big success or like, what would it yeah. take for you to stay there and continue to work um, on music? I think, well, it's not like there's any number or something that I want to hit. I, it's just that I want to see some kind of big momentum start to build up. I want a song kind of putting some numbers on the board. Um, and I want to start developing a, a bigger fan base. I think the last few years for me have been about sharpening the skill set and mm-hmm. about just kind of practicing. Um, but I'm at a point where I'm pretty confident in where I'm at musically and uh, the workflow, and I feel pretty comfortable and figured out. You always get better over time. Um, but n- now I think it's the time to like really bring it out and start showing people what I've been working on for the last six years. Okay, yeah. I mean, I remember... Um, I first heard your music like years ago. I want to say maybe like, ooh, 2017? Yeah, you reached out a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Like crazy OG. I know. And here you are and here I am. And like your music has gotten a lot better. Like you have grown a lot in the past few Thank years. You. So. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so you recently released two songs, two singles, uh, Random and Pocket Watcher. So yes. talk about Random first, because that's the one that I heard, like, well, that's the one you released most recently. And that's the one that I like yeah. just heard. And cool. it's quite different, I feel like, from your, like, usual style or from, like, anything else you've done. It's like, I don't, to me, it's a bit different. I could be wrong, like, but to me, it's, like, different. So cool. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, so random was a, an idea that I did over quarantine. It was one night. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I was 
working on another song earlier in the evening and it was kind of running me up against the wall and so I'm almost as like a like an, a stress relief thing to try to just like get the tension out um and so I made that beat pretty quick in like 30 minutes and then I recorded the song in about an hour and a half and it was mainly done in that one kind of setting um yeah there's not much else to it that was pretty much it okay so random was like the kind of quarantine creative thing that you did like quarantine song and then what about pocket watcher was that the same kind of like done during quarantine or just released during quarantine yeah well, i mean like i said i was doing a bunch of music so it was it was getting to the point where it was like five to eight songs a week were getting produced and recorded um yeah. but so there that was a quarantine song but there's a lot other a lot of more um pocket watcher i do remember the specific song because that one definitely stuck out to me um i got a pack of upright bass loops from my bass player and co-producer charlie hackamer who i uh refer to as chuck that's, that's chuck um and so chuck sent me some bass loops and i was interested in like trying to see how i could flip one and so i had the drums first and i spent a long time getting the pocket of the drums down and I ended up taking one of Charlie's bass loops and chopping up all the notes individually and pitching it up a little bit and then replaying his, what he played on the upright bass in my little sampler to be a completely different bass um, part. And from there, uh, I recorded the whole song. I recorded the hook one evening and then woke up and did the verses the next morning. And then after that, uh, there was a session or two where we did some we got beep to play some guitar who plays like all if you ever heard a guitar on any of my songs it's beep every single time um and then after that chuck came back in and layered some keys on it and then it was pretty much done production wise okay nice nice yeah. sounds like a bit interesting like the process is a it sounds so hard. like it sounds like it's a lot more detailed than yeah than random was yeah, I feel like that's pretty fair. I think like the reason that I was a lot more like in the weeds, I guess, on Pocket Watcher. Um, and there's definitely like details in random too. Like there's all these little hi-hat rolls and production elements and things like that. But Pocket Watcher, the the groove was super, super central to the whole process. And so the only reason that I had given myself all the time to like really lock in that thing, um, was because I was waiting for a flight. I was literally in the airport just knocking the, doing the drums out. Just like, well, I'll do some drums today. And that's the same way, I don't know if you remember that song, Loves Like Drumming, but that's the same reason Loves Like Drumming happened. Um, and the, the thing I was spending a lot of time on Loves Like Drumming, because the drums were simple, was the sample. It was like a three minute sample of somebody playing keys. And I ended up chopping up like 20 different pieces of it to make the loop that ended up becoming Loves Like Drumming. Um, and so similarly, I spent a lot of time with Pocket Watcher getting the drums right. And then once the drums were right, it was all kind of just like fitting it into that groove. Okay, cool. So you, like I said, you released two singles um, and you said you're working on music for the next year. So, and you've done a bunch of like different songs during quarantine. So you're, um, and you may have mentioned this, but you, you cut out a little bit. So I'm sorry if I didn't hear you. Uh, no are you working on like a full album? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So basically, the, uh, the plan right now is, like I said, to keep releasing these singles and the attitude towards these singles is kind of like a big rollout for an album, trying to build up the momentum to get an audience that gives a shit. So when I drop the album, 
um, it's able to do some damage for me and make an impact. Uh, the thought process is that the album will have a very, very intentional sequence to it. It'll be like 10 songs telling a story, a very like more in-depth production uh, approach to it. So like really taking the time to get all the songs right. And so it's about halfway done um, okay. right now. So it, it's definitely it's definitely been in progress and there's a lot more thought to it. It's a concept project. Um, and once I catch the first wind of a bigger song that's kind of taken off for me, it'll be time to start setting up the album or release. Okay. Yeah. How many, uh, how many uh, songs do you think are going to be on the album when you do decide okay. to listen? I think about 10 to, 10 to 12. I'm always, I've always been a fan of more concise projects. Like I want to keep it to like 30, 35 minutes, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like. Well, I guess it depends on the artist. I don't really like albums that are like 17 songs. And I'm like, this is too long. And it also, I feel like, isn't good to have like albums that long because it's like, they're maybe only like five or six songs on there that people actually like. And then the rest are like, you know, like I feel like the longer the album, the more chance for the vision to get lost. In it. Yeah. I think I think it's really fair for people to like long albums because of that medium. It's like a very fair. It's like a very useful medium to explore like a full idea. I mean, if you need that many, it's not like that would mean to cut a song or like any of the J Cole albums or Kendrick shit or Smino or any of like these artists that really like take their albums seriously. Um, and I like to put myself in the category of somebody who like really is intentional about those projects and like crafting the story and making everything like stick really well. Um, but I think if you can convey your idea in a more concise way, that's like kind of the best case scenario. Like Olivia Rodrigo's album, I don't know if you heard that, but she yeah. like, she told her story in like an incredible, incredible way. And there's like a very clear plot arc and sonic like stability throughout the whole project that she accomplished in like 36 minutes and it and it's so incredible mm -hmm. yeah and I mean everyone and that's the first album that she's released and everyone loves it everyone's talking about yeah. it so yeah, yeah kudos to her that was a good yeah that's, that's a win that's a win in the yeah. books for her yeah exactly um so I figured that we could play kind of like a little game um okay. I have like a little bowl of questions here that a lot of them I did not come up with um, so if there are any weird ones, just, <laughs> I'll probably skip them or just disregard. Uh, okay, cool. but I'm, I'm just going to pick some random, like a few random questions. All right. So the first one is, have you slid into anyone's DMs recently? Like any, I guess, celebrities or like romantically or just, just, like, anybody? just in general, I feel like. Um, yeah, I slide, I, whenever I find an artist that I'm really obsessed with, I will always try to reach out and be like, yo, I love your shit, you're incredible, just yeah. to like show that love, because it's really, it's just important to do that kind of stuff. It is, especially like artists that are just starting out, they need that encouragement and that recognition, so. For sure. Uh, yeah, that's good. I, I think I've, <laughs> whose DMs have I slid in? I've definitely slid in a couple of celebrities' DMs. One of them definitely, like one of them responded, which was really cool. Um, oh my God, what the hell? Who was it? it? It's like a rock 
uh, artist. Oh my God. I, it was a, like a few years ago. What was his name? Oh my God. I know the song and I would like listen to his album all the time. Oh my God. Dude, I, I can see his face too. I don't remember. Anyway. Gotcha. Yeah. But I, I do that too. Oddly. All right. Let's see. Ooh, if you could bring back one musician from the dead, who would it be? Um, Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he was a good one. I think I would. Probably, yeah, I think I would bring back Whitney Houston. Oh, okay. Yeah, classic. You can't go wrong. Yeah, but Freddie Mercury is really good. I don't know. I, I want to know what Queen sounds like in 2021 yeah i really want to know what queen would sound like oh man i'm kind of afraid for what they would sound like <laughs> oh nah, man it'd be so tight they were so futuristic and like so much of the stuff that they were doing and the like just like the choices sound so so modern and like nothing else even today like nobody's made something that sounds like bohemian rhapsody still that is true nobody's nobody's even touching that still like and, and that was back then like imagine what they could do with modern technology and like the influences today and the internet shit too it'd be scary to hear what he would come up with yeah I think I would just be afraid of like them being influenced by like the younger generation and like what they want to hear and you know that like I feel like it uh I don't know I feel like the integrity of Queen is so strong and so like iconic mm -hmm. that I would like oh it'd be I don't know I like classic queen I'd be afraid to see like a modern queen I mean I mean it's just like the the integrity and the iconicness of queen is just Freddie's taste pretty much and the band's like kind of curtailing it putting in like just their taste so I would I would love to see like, I mean, we, we wouldn't want to have Kanye's discography without Yeezus or 808s or, or um, even Ye and Life of Pablo. Like people, those are a lot of people's favorite albums for him. And so I feel like those, like Queen as a band is like definitely in the same category of like forward thinking yeah. as Ye. And I would love to, I would, I would love to hear what they were in this landscape. God, it'd be so dope. Freddie Mercury with auto-tune would be insane. Oh my God. <laughs> That would be pretty cool, actually. I I actually agree with you now. I don't think Freddie that Mercury that. and Drake together on a song. Are oh you shitting me? God. It would be out of here. It would be out of here, bro. That would be so iconic. That would transcend like time. I feel like that would be so cool. I mean, it was it was like when Elton John did the song with the gorillas in black. I think, but like that was insane. That was really freaking crazy. I don't or, like, like or like the Young Thug sample. When he, when uh when uh Thug had, Thug did that song High, and it sampled uh, Rocket Man. Did you hear that? No, I don't. No, I don't think cool. so. I think like old like the, the like past generations of rock artists interacting with today's culture is just yeah. such. It's just music in such an interesting, unique way because it's like it's so true to that era and so true to this era, and so when they marry, it's just like it's so different from anything that anybody else is making or has the capability to even make. Anyway, next question. <laughs> <Rabbit> <laughs> hole. 
No, I like it. I I like when you like kind of go off and like these little, I feel like tangent is not a good word. It has such a negative connotation, but like when you go off on these like tangents, but like in a good way, it's yeah. good. It's like you, it's obvious that you love music. So it's great. For sure. Um, all right. So now that everything's like opening up, if you could go on tour anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Um, I want to do a run in, where do I want to do a run? I would love to, I mean, obviously I would love to do a, a, a national tour in the U.S. That would be so incredible just because I've grown up here forever. I, if I would like specific air, like places I want to touch down in, I would love to do a show at, in London. I would love to do a show in Bombay and in India and in Karachi and Pakistan. I would love to do a show in Dubai because I lived there for, for um, a time. And so I would love to like go back and see how it's all changed because that place is changing so much. And where? Um, Dubai, UAE. Oh. Dubai. Oh. Yeah. 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 I, would, I mean, like everywhere, basically. It'd be everywhere. Yeah, but that, oh my God, that would be cool. You know, you know who really, like, my third most streamed com- country is Germany. I would fuck with some shows in Berlin or Munich. Like, that, that would be so oh hard. God. Or the Philippines. Oof. oof. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, Because what's crazy is, like, like, when you go to countries outside of the U.S., Canada, and Europe, they don't see rap artists come to them from the U.S. that often, so... From what I hear, it's almost like it's almost like you're a unicorn going over there and showing this culture that's so so normal for us because we consume it every day. Even though you know I'm like not part of the culture necessarily, race rise, <laughs> but like just consuming it through the internet or whatever, it's like it's like oxygen for us. Meanwhile, it's like it's like we're unicorns over there and we go and like show what just the thing that we take kind of for granted here. Yeah, yeah. A lot of what's played over there is like. EDM or like pop a lot of that stuff and I feel like there's they love rap they love rap though yeah they love rap yeah everybody everybody does I do yeah I feel that too I lived in uh Thailand and Sri Lanka for a while and oh fire what the heck that's crazy yeah (laughs) they I mean they do like really like rap over there and it's so funny because like if you go anywhere like you go to a club over there or you like go to like um any like concerts that they have over there it's mainly like electronic music or like old music even Spanish music they play but like okay yeah but like everyone like on their own individually like listens to rap and they know the like words to the songs and it's so funny it's it's so nice to like, like see you know that's crazy yeah we definitely do take it for granted um all right Ooh, if you could only use one streaming platform music wise for the rest of yeah okay good yeah (laughs) my only one if you said apple music i would have had to end this now (laughs) no people love apple music like people love apple music it'll be like produced like people in the industry that I'm like working with and I'll be like yo have you heard this song and they'll be like yo can you send me the Apple Music link I'm like come on man what are you talking about somebody somebody asked me to send them a SoundCloud link I was like damn what era are you from 
know. I have SoundCloud on my phone, but I don't use it. I, mean, I have SoundCloud too, but it's not the main place that I go exactly. to find my music. Exactly. It's Insane. definitely not my first or second choice. Yeah. So. Honestly, I'm I'm lazy about uploading my music to SoundCloud. Yeah, I mean, I don't makes it be five dollars or something like to for the pro accounts to get more space on to get unlimited space to upload music to. And I've been past the two or three hour mark for music, so I gotta really pick and choose which of my songs go on SoundCloud. <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably have to pay for that account eventually, but I'm just cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you, and especially because nobody really uses it. I feel like it don't yeah, really no. Um, all right, so if you could only use one streaming platform for like movies and TV shows what would you use honestly uh what's the apple one it's like apple movies or itunes movies or something like that apple tv is that what you no mean? it's not apple tv um well i mean i listen i watch netflix mainly and i love like solo opposites of rick and morty off hulu but i feel like whenever i want to watch like a movie that's in theaters or something like that they never have it so it's kind of annoying maybe amazon uh movies amazon prime prime video Okay. Prime video, I think it is. I don't know. Imp- impossible question. I watch movies too much. I can't pick. I need them all. <laughs> all right. I think if I had to pick, I would go with. I feel like I would just go with Netflix, because like they have, yeah, and fair. if you have a VPN, like you could log into like like the UK Netflix and get a bunch of different things. So I, oh, damn. yeah, you know that? not hip to that. No, not hip. well, what kind of shows are you watching off UK Netflix that you can't get in America? They have this show called come dine with me, which is like, okay. it's like a cooking competition show where like random people go to each other's houses and like the person like, that lives there is the host and they have to make a meal for like these people and the guests have to rate it and whoever gets the highest rating at the end. Oh my God, that's kind of crazy. I know, it's so interesting the way that people function. Like people are just, people are gross. <laughs> to put it shortly, like people are gross. Okay, that's the vibe of the show. Yeah, like I would not, it's, Ugh, I don't know, man. Eating other people's food now is just like, I don't know. I don't know. So, so right. they're cooking like, this, this is the food that I eat all the time type meals? Yeah, or like, like what they think other people would like or something that they know that they can cook. And it's like a three course meal that they have to make. So like- I cook something horrendous. They would not like my food, guaranteed. Really? You can't cook? Mm, no. I will, I can, I can when I put my mind to it, but day to day, what I eat is, is like, it's healthy. It's fine. It tastes okay. But like, I wouldn't feed it to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's like Trader Joe's stir fry frozen. And I like heat it up in the pan and throw some rice in it and a little sauce. And that's pretty much it. That's, that's dinner every night. It's so easy to just make your own stir fry. Like. <laughs> Yeah, but it takes more time. I don't know, man. I'm on the I'm on the grind. I gotta I gotta get all these songs together and shit. I don't know. I don't have time to spend two hours making dinner. Yeah, I feel that. Just throw a hot pocket in the microwave and call it. Oh, okay. Well, Jesus, not that. That's insane. What I'll do, like, what I'll honestly do a lot of times, and this is why I burn dinner a lot, is I'll be working because I have this. The studio is in the living room, and the kitchen is all just one big room. 
-hmm. And so a lot of times I'll go in to the kitchen, start some food on the stove and then go back and work on some music. And every five minutes, <sighs> I'll set like a timer and go like check on it and like stir or whatever. And then I'll ignore the timer for 15 minutes and then I'll go over there and my food. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, not starting something from scratch, but I just eat the burnt food. <laughs> it happens like once a week. Are you serious? Yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's bad, it's bad. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have people over to feed. We, we, we can go out. Okay, go good out. to know, yeah. yeah. Or just hire a chef to like. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, but I will say I went and visited my girlfriend for Valentine's Day and we like, we bought the, bought the ingredients and like spent time cooking whatever. And we, it was so good. Like we chefed, it was so good. See, okay, so you can cook. You can. Well, cook. yeah, I, I, I'm saying I can put it together when I put the time in to do it. But most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, something quick. Let's just do just something that works. But when, but whenever she, whenever she's here, I don't eat like that. I eat like very well. Like, <laughs> either we're going out to some place that's really nice, or I'm like actually trying to cook or something like that. I have the capability. Just, it's untapped potential, if you will. <laughs> well, if you're you're creative with music, so I'm sure that extends into like cooking and stuff. You just have to yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah she, she gets annoyed at me because I'll just start adding random things into a pan and sometimes it's hit or miss it's hit or miss. I'm gonna lie it's but not great it's, it's not a good situation it's chaotic it stresses her out for sure <laughs> it's definitely that sounds like me when my when my husband's like cooking I'm just like or my cousin because he lives with us too I I got hello fresh because they can't cook so I got HelloFresh and I'm like, you have all the ingredients, you have the instructions written down for you, like just follow everything. And it's like, nope, let's get random things from the pantry and just throw it in. Like it's, ah, it's a guy yeah. thing. Or I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is a guy thing, honestly, because she, she's, she just was like, you have to stop doing that. But sometimes <laughs> it turns out good. Sometimes it actually turns out good. But also I think it might be an Indian thing because our food, like when, when we eat our food, it kind we kind of just mix it all together sometimes. Like like it's that's a normal way to eat certain dishes, and so may, maybe that just translated over, or maybe it's just a race cop out for me not knowing how to make food. I don't, who, knows? who knows? Yeah, you can't use that. I can tell you. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> I can tell. Yeah, maybe it's just me. Yeah. All right. So, what is your favorite hometown restaurant? So, like you grew up in South Florida, like Miami. So what growing up was your favorite like restaurant there or even going back like what's your favorite restaurant? Um well growing up after school some days like when it was a good day my grandmother would take my brother and I to Sweet Tomatoes and I feel like the, I think Sweet Tomatoes is a chain. Yeah. But I used to love Sweet Tomatoes. I would make I would go I haven't thought about this in so many years but I would like would eat my food or whatever and then I'd go and they had like the most bomb brownies and they had a Sunday station mm -hmm. so what I would do is I would take the brownie and take it to Sunday station and this is like pre-COVID era so this is kind of nasty but like the actual the chocolate pump I would put it inside I would put it inside the brownie and then like pump it so it was just like chocolate oozing out and then I put caramel on top and ice cream and then like my little, my little garnishes or whatever oh my god <laughs> god it's getting hot and heavy in here are you kidding me that's crazy wow wow yeah. bringing oh me back I have not stepped foot in a sweet tomato since I was like <laughs> five, six, maybe. I don't even know. I was like, I was like 13. Okay. Yeah. It's I haven't been, been there in so long. Ever. 
but they yeah. still have them when I was living in Orlando. I live in Atlanta now, but when I was living in Orlando, they had them. I was just in Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah, super far. I thought you were in, I thought you were in the Northeast. No. I, just, I guess I just assumed. No. Oh, well, yeah. The So Swagger RS is Chicago-based, but... Oh, I, okay. Not Northeast, but Northeast energy, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but I am Florida born and Atlanta based. So cool. Same as Florida born. Yeah. Yeah, but you're South Florida and I'm like originally from Jacksonville, so super North Florida. Oh, I lied. I'm not actually I wasn't born in Florida, but I basically lived in Jackson, Jacksonville. That's a different state. You basically are just from Georgia. Yeah, North, North Florida is basically just Georgia. It's all it's Florida, yeah. and then halfway up the Panhandle or halfway up the whatever the peninsula is, it just becomes Georgia. Yeah, it's yeah, Florida Sca- scary midsection, and then Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, growing up, it was super like southern. Everyone was so country in Jacksonville. It's it's a yeah. lot better now, but like. Mm. Yeah, you you lived in Florida, man. Headline newspaper, Florida. I I lived in Cuba, Florida. Yeah, you lived in Florida, man. Eats face. I lived I, in alligator yeah. eats baby, Florida. <laughs> We're we are not the same. That is true. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah. Oh man, maybe that ex- that explains so much about me. <laughs> All right, we I know. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Live your life. Uh, we kind of like touched on this already, but would you rather go out, order out, like order in or cook? Go out for sure. Yeah. I love where do, you, where do you go in Nashville? Like what are some of your favorite spots? So many places, honestly. Well, if it's like a nice date night, then we'll probably go to Barcelona and get some tapas. It's like, ooh, kind of nice. I, okay. She loves this olive oil cake oh when i came when i went for valentine's day i surprised her and we bought a whole olive oil cake but that shit is heavy so i'm still scarred from it olive oil cake slaps is that what you're is that what you're reacting to i yeah it's i've scary. never i've never heard of it or had it i hadn't heard of it either until i had it there and i was like i was like this is insane let me try some and it was it's so so good it's so so good but but i bought her a whole cake and they sell those that sell for like fifty dollars. So I bought her like a I, I bought her a cake. It was a cake, and it's so dense. Anyway, yeah. So we'll go to Barcelona. Anyway, to answer your question, uh, Barcelona. Um, if it's a nice night out, we love going like hot dotty. If um, if it's just like a chill like burger type, energy. There's a place down the street, Mas Tacos in East Nashville. That's just like the best tacos in the city, pretty much. Um. Yeah, there's a bunch of high places in Nashville. Cool. Okay. I'll have to remember that. I mean, Tennessee is only like three hours, but I think that's more like um like the Smoky Mountain part of Tennessee. So like the like cabin, creepy cabin part. Um, but that's the only part that I've been to, so I don't know. All right. Um I am going to go ahead and let you go, but before you okay. go. Um, is there anything that you want to say? Anything that people should know? Um, and you can also shout out your socials. Um, yeah, well, the socials are just Lat County on everything. So if you 
were interested in any of the tangents that I went on in this call, you are more than welcome to DM me and we can talk more about them. Um, yeah, no, there's uh, songs coming out every single Friday um, for the end of time until a song blows up pretty much. Um, and then it'll be an album. And so if you want to join on the journey, social media, follow on Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, whatever you do. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. And me. yeah, and we'll see what you come out with in the future. Yep. Catch it. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Time Out. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us at SwaggerRS on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.